Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed but stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. I'm not so creative, Mrs. Ojeda, my student whined. How am I supposed to create something that looks like an Egyptian artifact? What do you mean? I asked. I've read your stories before. They drip with creativity. Artistic. I mean artistic, she said with a shrug. I'm not artistic. Why do you say that? I can't draw, she moaned. Even my stick people look ugly. Choose a project that doesn't require drawing, I told her. I have faith in you and your creativity. But how can I do something artistic if I can't draw? She seemed genuinely puzzled. You can build something? Use clay to form something, or even use photos of something to build a model. Oh, I can't draw either, I assured her, but I've learned I can still create cool things. The bell rang and students rushed to put away their books and have their planners signed before heading to the next class. I understood my students' belief about her creativity, because for years, I felt the same way. Artistic, creative, you say tomato, I say tomato. I used to believe because researchers told me so, that people fell into left-brain or right-brain categories. New research has debunked the old research. It takes logic to solve creative problems and creativity to solve logical problems. I'll leave links to some of those studies in the show notes. If you find yourself suffering from an inability to accomplish things, maybe you need an artistic self-care plan to bust you out of your shell. The benefits of an artistic self-care plan might surprise you. First of all, there are mental benefits. Journaling, which is a creative activity, can help you pass mental and physical blocks. Subjects who journaled specifically about their anger regarding the suffering they experienced as part of their chronic pain diagnosis were better able to control their pain and improve their depressed mood. According to the researchers at the Journal of Behavioral Medicine, these findings suggest that expressing anger may be helpful for chronic pain sufferers, particularly if it leads to meaning-making. There are some mental benefits to artistic endeavors as well. Researchers studied a small group of participants who committed to attending Zumba fitness classes. Zumba combines loud music, low lights, and energetic leaders to create a non-judgmental space. If you can't follow along, Freestyling it works too. Participants showed an improvement in their triglyceride and HDL cholesterol levels, as well as decreased blood pressure. And then there's the cognitive benefits. Drama, the good kind, not the teenage girl kind. In a 2004 study, researchers Helga Noyce, Tony Noyce, and Graham Stainis discovered the benefits of theater training for elderly participants. After four weeks of instruction, participants had an increase in cognitive and psychological well-being measures. Doodling will also increase your creativity and, thus, productivity. Articles in business journals urge readers to take breaks for creativity in order to work more productively. Why? Creative breaks allow us to problem-solve on a subconscious level, such as doodling, and give us the energy to resume tasks with renewed focus. And then there are the spiritual benefits. We are created in God's image, and God personifies creativity. Just look at the world around you. Art can express worship in its highest form. Are you convinced about the benefits of creativity, but still wondering how to adopt artistic self-care into your life? 
This example of using the Army's after-action review model will help you understand how to incorporate intentional creativity into your life. A quick review from the last two podcasts on using the after-action review for your mental self-care and academic self-care goals will set the stage. So according to the Army and Training Circular 2520, the four steps in an AAR are Step number one, planning. Step number two, preparing. Step number three, conducting. Step number four, following up. Although using an example of writing or photography would make things much simpler for me, after all, I already use those self-care hacks, I'll incorporate something new. Dancing. Yes, dancing. I grew up in a religious tradition where dancing was akin to murder. But based on research, the creative movement of our bodies has positive self-care benefits. The dancing is evil mantra echoes in my subconscious to the point of preventing me from dancing with my students when we celebrate the All Nations dance during heritage events at school. Although no special skills or steps are required for joining in, I can't bring myself to participate. But I want to change that. Two summers ago, I went to a Zumba fitness class with my daughter. She assured me the lights got turned down low during the entire class, so I didn't need to feel embarrassed. I spent the entire 45 minutes laughing at myself and my inept attempts to follow the instructor and not crash into the other participants. But I had fun. No one judged my dance moves, even though I may have looked like Ellen Bennis from Seinfeld. So, how do you do an after-action review of your artistic self-care goals? Remember, the AAR doesn't actually start with after the event. It starts with planning. The four steps of planning include the task, or what action you want to take, the purpose, why it's important, the intent, a statement of goals, and an end state, what the desired result is, my task or goal, to dance without restraint for five minutes a day. Why? Because dancing increases creativity, lowers blood pressure, and improves cholesterol. I want to overcome my self-consciousness, breaking out in a sweat just thinking about dancing in public. Next year, when we get to have a heritage festival again, I want to join in the All Nations dance. The second thing I need to do is make preparations. I won't need to make any elaborate preparations to add this artistic self-care habit to my daily routine. After all, I have the house to myself most of the afternoon. I will choose foot-tapping, dance-worthy music for a playlist, though. Does anyone have any suggestions for great music? I don't listen to a lot of music. Leave the title and artist of your favorite dance tunes in the comments section and you'll be entered into a drawing for a set of Apple AirPods Pro to celebrate my 100th episode, which will take place next week. I will also schedule in a five-minute break between work tasks in the afternoon and choose a trigger. If I do my dancing before I sit down to enjoy my afternoon decaf latte, I'll have an instant external reward baked into my plan. For the first month, I'll stick to dancing in the privacy of my own home for short periods of time. Eventually, I may start watching YouTube videos of specific dance moves. Did I mention that learning an aerobic dance routine takes me months? I have faith in YouTube and my ability to learn, though. The third thing I'll do is I'll conduct the after-action review. At the end of a month, I'll evaluate how my free-for-all dance-by-myself sessions are going. Do I feel more creative about dancing for five minutes? I won't know about my cholesterol or blood pressure, but my primary purpose involves joining in the All Nations dance at a school event, not changing different markers of my health. And then the fourth thing I'll do is I'll follow up. After a month or even a week, I may decide dancing hurts too much. 
Who knows what muscles I could pull? No worries. I can change to line dancing or something a little less wild at any time. I want to feel comfortable in my own skin enough to join my students. And trust me, an all-nations dance party is pretty tame. Those who don't compete in specific dances, such as fancy shawl dance, grass dance, jingle dress dance, just march with the bounce in their step. Even I can do that. You don't have to commit to painting the Sistine Chapel ceiling to experience the benefits of artistic self-care. All you have to do is commit to doing one small thing. Take it for a test drive and see how it helps you in other areas of your life. Don't forget the four steps. You need to do your before action review where you come up with your task, your purpose, your intent, and the end state. Then you need to make preparations, such as setting your trigger. And then you need to conduct an after action review and decide whether you're going to do it once a month, once a week, once a year, and then you need to follow up. It's okay to make changes in your routines or to decide that something just isn't for you and do something else. By using the Army's after action review formula, you'll have a complete plan for success and learn how to make improvements. If your creative side has atrophied, never fear. A little bit of practice will breathe life into your creativity. What creative endeavors would you like to learn? Come back next week when we talk about using the after action review for improving our physical self-care. Take care of yourselves, my friends. You are worth it. You can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together, we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.